Welcome to the Fargo Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Fargo on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this is just kind of a little teaser to get our uh, our iTunes feed up there. Maybe talk a little bit about the Coen brothers and maybe some of the works that we like and have seen. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have not seen everything they've done, but I've seen a good handful. Uh, and I was wondering, what is your favorite for, uh, Coen brothers movie that you've seen? Hmm. So, you know, there are two types of Coen Brothers films. There's the serious Coen Brothers films, and then there's the farce slash fantasy Coen Brothers films. Sure. Um, and for the farce slash fantasy, it's probably a toss-up between... Oh, God. <laughs> you just can't choose? They're all it's so good. hard to choose between Raising Arizona, The Big Lebowski, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Huh. Okay, because the definite winner for me is there, The Big Lebowski. There's a lot of what the fucks in this segment. Burn After Reading. Never saw it. Did not enjoy. Uh, Lady Killers. Mm-hmm. Bizarre on many levels. That was the, the uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, that was like weird. Weird butt-tooth Colonel Sanders crime uh-huh. criminal. I mean, it's just... It's, I mean, the. I guess that's the reason you get a show like that. Because the Coen brothers get high and start <laughs> writing a script. And sometimes you get... Uh, you know, sometimes you get Raising Arizona, and sometimes uh-huh. you get uh, The Lady Killers. Which I would argue, not a ton of difference between those films. I mean, they're all just wild, like, ass trips of a movie, right? I mean, same with Big Lebowski. Yeah, oh, You've got oh, those yeah. dream sequences that are just insane. Uh, so, it, I don't know. They, they feel like they have a, a very similar tone to me. Yeah, and I can see where Tom Hanks was reading the script of Lady Killers and like, you know, right on, totally, I'm signing up for this. Yeah. Um, uh, and the same thing with George Clooney, Burn After Reading. Um, and the weird thing about it, I, I, I've only seen Burn After Reading once because uh, pretty much every one of their movies is an instant watch for me at the theaters. And they advertised that movie as much more of a lighthearted romp. Hmm. When it was much closer to, like, the tone of Fargo, quiet desperation, murder and death, and, yeah, there's a weird dildo machine, (laughs) and there's uh, an uh, an interesting character who's, like, a fitness instructor, but... But there again, Fargo has some really funny moments and some really poignant moments like uh one scene that kind of comes out of nowhere and feels like it's in a different movie entirely is where she meets her old friend uh at the diner it, yeah at the yeah. buffet uh-huh. from high school and it turns out he's like hitting on her and then he's like i ends up breaking crying and i'm so alone like that's just out of another movie yeah in the middle of this other movie and I feel like the stuff between her and her husband when, you know, they're making coffee and having breakfast and he's laying winning, in bed. He's winning the the uh, stamp or trying to win the stamp uh, contest. Yeah, yeah. To like be all on the that five stuff, stamp or whatever. It seems very mundane and very just, I guess, out of tone for the rest of that film. But it, it somehow works. What's your favorite of their – so as far as their serious movies. Mm, yeah. Um, I have a soft spot for True Grit. 
Yeah, True Grit was really good. I thought, especially since I really liked the first one, and I was skeptical that they would have something interesting to say, and just their take was so different and so good on that. Um, yeah, I kind of want to go. I, that's probably, but Fargo is also very, very good. I haven't yeah. seen any of the, no. the the first two. Like, I didn't see Blood Simpler, Crime Wave, Raising Arizona's first one I saw. Yeah, same here. Um, and I haven't seen Inside Lou and Davis yet either. Oh, it's one of the few Oscar contenders that I didn't get a chance to see last year, but um, yeah, pro- I, I don't know. I, it's it's either got to be Fargo or True Grit. I think probably Fargo. Um, a lot of people it's... are probably scandalized. I didn't say No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's a great one too. Uh, but I, I, it's way, it's almost too much misery <laughs> in a single movie for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot of misery in Fargo. There is. A surprising there's also amount. a lot of really funny stuff, too. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, I like Fargo the most of their like Like, one ones. of the funniest things in Fargo to me is when the Indian that works at the body, the, the car dealership, I think, yeah. just goes in there and beats the shit out of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> okay. Well, like, it just whips him with his belt, horse whips him with his belt. Yeah. And it's like, it shouldn't be funny. But it's hysterical. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, Steve Buscemi takes a lot of abuse in that movie. Uh, when when our, he gets shot in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. When, when he gets shot in the mouth, that's that's amazing. Like, yeah. the, everything that happens to him after that with, you know, he goes to the cabin, the wood chipper, all that stuff. I just love that storyline so much. Uh, even though it's very, very dark. Mm-hmm. It's also very, very funny. Right. Uh, and they, they have a great way of – Twisting, you know, a dark comedy like that, kind of in a way that I haven't ever seen anyone else do. Um, it seems like their dark comedy stuff is the best. I think maybe Cable Guy in some way approaches <laughs> that as well, although it's not quite as violent. Uh, it's more just about a, a demented person. <laughs> yeah, it's another movie that you, I think, was hurt by the fact that you go in expecting one thing and you get something totally oh, different. With Jim Carrey's name attached, yeah. You expect a comedy, and it's it's kind of a comedy. But yeah, I, I'm definitely on the Fargo camp. So that's obviously why we're doing this podcast. We both love the Coen brothers. We both love Fargo. And I like Billy Bob Thornton a lot. What do you think about his work? Do you have any opinion? Um, Bandits I, is one of my favorite movies uh, of the last decade or so. He is a always a fascinating guy to watch. Sure. So I... I, I I I there's a lot of um great people in this film like uh Colin Hanks is in it Bob Odenkirk <laughs> yeah uh the guy who plays Dennis in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah he's who, in it. who is he I can't think of his name uh I don't know I see it in the credits every time I watch one of those episodes but uh Martin Freeman's in it okay um who's you know probably most most famous at this point for being Bilbo Baggins. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew him from the original office, the UK office. Right, right. Uh, but he's also in Sherlock now, too. I know that's uh, pretty popular. Oh, yeah. So a lot of talent attached to this. I have really no idea what it's about. Yeah, I don't really either, but I am a big fan of the movie, and I'm a big fan of the Coen brothers, big fan of a lot of the people in this uh, series. So I figured... I'm going to give it a shot, you know? Yeah, and, you know, we're doing this as our, our job now, so why not? Um, I I mean, 
I haven't done anything more than like go through the Wikipedia page and kind of glean some details and doing a little bit of internet trolling, but it doesn't it doesn't appear to have any of the same characters. It doesn't appear to be set in the town. Hmm. It does okay. seem to be set in Minnesota. So <laughs> I, I think they're going for the huh. same maybe flavor and feel of that pseudo true crime story. Okay. Um but kind it being an anthology, name. I don't even know what that means. Because when I think of anthology, <laughs> I think of a bunch of I think of like Tales from the Dark Side, uh, um, or what's that one that Steven Spielberg made? Amazing, Amazing Tales or Fanta- Amazing Stories? I think of like Masters of Horror or yeah, it's like stuff that or but it also can refer to things like uh, something else on FX, American Horror Story, where mm. it's a bunch of connected vignettes in the same with the same characters in the same general time that tell an overall larger story. Yeah. So, but, but it's my understanding that this is a one-shot deal, too. Yeah, I but think it's ten episodes and done. It, there's no reason this couldn't be a true detective thing where they they keep the interesting regional setting, which gives you, I mean, the Minnesota with that uh, uh, kind of sing-songy, uh-huh. pigeon-Norwegian dialect it gives almost an alien flavor. Uh, uh, but... There's no reason why, if this is successful, they couldn't come back with another cast of, you know, we talked about this in True Detective. You get big mm-hmm. names like Billy Bob Thornton by saying, come here, do a couple weeks worth of work, you're, you know, maybe win an Emmy, you're done. Yeah. Get your paycheck. Yeah. You're not it's... signing a five-year contract where you can't do anything but this fucking thing that owns a big chunk of your life. Yeah, it makes me wonder, though, with the setting, if they can do that. Because the setting is very one-dimensional. It's a lot of snow. It's really cold. And it's kind of bleak. I think that's a cool. That's that, it's a cool setting. I'm just it wondering. It sets a certain mood too, which is neat. It does, and it's very different from anything else on television. At the but moment. you're right. Five seasons, three five seasons, seasons of that. Yeah. Is it going to be like eating a tub of vanilla ice cream? <laughs> at some point, you're like, or sherbet for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, orange sherbet. Too much sherbet. Whatever, Megan. <laughs> What else do you want to talk about on this? Uh, I don't think we need to talk about too much more. I think uh, we'll just set it up and uh, leave it there for when it starts on Tuesday. It's coming up very soon, and we won't be doing an instant cast. We're doing something we call the half cast. This will be our first real half cast. Half-assed half cast. The half-assed half cast, uh, which basically means our instant cast format, but not instantly after the episode. Yeah, we're, it's going to be a much more freewheeling, not scene by scene, but just our thoughts and our impressions. And we'll talk about the, the scenes that are interesting and the overall arc of the story. And yeah. I would like to have like a couple of spotlight feedbacks. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't we, – we kind of pride ourselves on reading damn near everything we have time for. But I would like to um, – yeah, just until we see how this goes. I mean, maybe we'll we'll eventually grow this into a full – cast depending on the mm-hmm. interest level and our interest level and the quality of the product and if but, it maybe goes another couple of years after this sure yeah but starting off just to kind of test the waters because that's the other thing we famously don't do we don't usually cover shows in the first season true because you just never know this has got a good pedigree a lot of talent attached to it solid concept it could suck mm-hmm. and fx is kind of all over the map when it comes to quality yeah uh so We'll we'll just have to see. We will, and we'll see along with you guys, and we'll be back sometime uh, middle of next week. 
with uh, episode. The show comes out the middle of next week, so we'll probably be tail in the next week with the episode, right? Yeah, Thursday maybe. Thursday or Friday? Yeah. Like, I don't want to make any commitments because we don't know uh, yeah. what the schedule looks like. First but... half cast, you don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. They might even take longer to do. Maybe. It doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> that's podcasting, right. baby. Well, thanks everybody for listening to our preview, and we'll see you for the actual episode uh, covering the first episode of Fargo next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Take care.